Hi there, my name is Alex Faust and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week we meet with a top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night, depending what part of the world you are joining us from. Uh, welcome to Conversations at the Edge. I am your host, Alex Faust, and I'm very excited to be introducing Kevin Rogers for the first time to the Growth Institute community. Kevin has spent years traveling the country as a stand-up or had spent years traveling the country as a stand-up comedian before discovering a new professional passion, which was direct response sales copywriting. And he spent 10 years as a freelance copywriter, writing and chiefing the sales copy for high-profile and insanely profitable product launches with the industry's top producers. So Kevin, welcome to Conversations at the Edge. Welcome to Growth Institute. Where are you calling in from today? Thanks, Alex. It's great to be here. Um, I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, so I'm curious, in your opinion, what is the role of copywriting in a marketing or sales function? It's critical, right? And it's funny that uh, we're talking about this this week when um, the, the big buzz in the copywriting industry has been about chat GPT and how AI is advancing. Um, it, you know, um, artificial intelligence has been writing copy for years. Um, but the argument always is that like, yes, you know, if you're a, a person who wants to get paid to put words into a document, then yes, you, you are going to be replaced by AI very soon and good for you for being replaced because you really want to be a typist. Is that your goal? Right? Like that's. This is called evolution, you know. Uh, look, look at look at car, uh, you know, the the conveyor line, uh, you know, that Henry Ford created that changed the industrial universe. Right now, there's hardly a human on that floor. It's it's all machines and robots, and so it's just how life goes. And uh, but the, the the people you do see on the floors of those uh, production lines are the experts are the quality inspectors, are the people who know how to run the machines, right? And so the function of copy uh, is about the ideas, the humanness that we bring to it that a bot will never be able to replace. Um, it, I was playing for like an hour last night with chat GPT. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Alex, but it is a, an amazing, I just kept asking it questions. And one thing I noticed that fascinated me was the questions I would come up with. It's like, oh, I didn't realize half of these things were on my mind. Some of them, I was making it up to make myself laugh. Other ones, I was like, truly curious. I was ask, asking it like, what's a mixolydian in guitar? Because I'm learning guitar. And it gave me a fantastic answer, right? And so it's like a real-time search engine, I think, more than anything. I also asked it to write me a letter apologizing for missing a birthday party. And it gave me a really nice structure. But then I took it and I completely changed who the letter was from and to to make it funny. So it's a, it's a, it's a really good collaborator for ideas. But the role that copy serves in a company is bringing those ideas. Somebody who has fresh energy, fresh eyes on your product, in your messaging, in your story, um, and, and that can represent you to the world, essentially, right? Through the written word, through video scripts, 
Um, it's a complete game changer when you have somebody who gets you, who's inspired by what you do and that you trust and can be inspired by their ideas. When those two forces come together, it, it's a complete game changer. And so, I mean, is that is that the biggest misconception about copy is that it's, you know, it's putting words on a document or are there other kind of things that people are getting wrong about the role of copywriting and the power yeah, of it when you I, get I, it right? Yeah, it's, it's right. It, at the core, that's probably the because that's a content writer, right? Probably the best thing I can help people understand is the difference between content and copy. Content is there to um, fill a page with hopefully useful information and build some nurture for your future customers, right? It doesn't need to necessarily um, get an action for somebody to click and do something else. It's just, we're building relationships. Copy is there to get an action. It is, it is judged by its ability to have somebody read or watch a video and then take an action, whether that's a sale, whether that's joining a list, whether that's um, visiting a page. And so that's the big difference. Copywriters, uh, we obsess about persuasion and persuade, persuasive tactics. That doesn't mean manipulation. It doesn't mean lying or being aggressive. It just means that there are a lot of things that every human brain does all the time as we're ingesting information. And if you understand sort of what those triggers are, you can do a masterful job of getting people to feel really good about taking an action that you want them to take, that you know is a good action for them to take. That's what copywriting is. Um, the rest is just content. Thank you. Really, really interesting. And, you know, I, I'd like to kind of dig a little bit deeper on kind of cutting through the noise and getting people to take action. I know you have this methodology for the 60 second sales hook. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that and how that's allowed you and your clients and the people that you're teaching to be able to persuade people sure. effectively. Yeah, it's a really powerful tool. And, and what's great about it is it's um, so simple that people want to use it when, when they hear what it is. It started from, you know, as you mentioned, I, I was a stand-up comic for 10 years. Um, great way to spend your 20s. Yeah, when you can, when you're single and you can be broke and you get to drive around the country and talk dirty to strangers in dark rooms and uh, make no <laughs> money, but have stories and friendships for a lifetime. That's what, that's what that was. Um, and, but what I didn't realize until I found copywriting was how, what an amazingly persuasive skill that is. I mean, you, here you are a stranger introduced to people um, and you have to immediately win them over to want to listen to you talk for the next 30 minutes or more and get them to guffaw in their seats. Somebody, you know, it's pretty, pretty amazing thing. Uh, I didn't think of it that way. I just, you know, like anything, you learn how to do it and you keep getting better. But when it came to copywriting, I started studying persuasion. I was like, wow, there are all these parallels to comedy and copywriting and started implementing a lot of those. And so what I did was I took a joke formula uh, and then I turned it into what I call a sales hook. And the only thing I had to do to, to change it was change the last part. Okay. And the reason I chose this joke formula was because I asked myself, okay, if the hardest thing to do with our copy is to get attention with it, 
right? And then the next thing we have to do is win people over with it. And it has to be super short. What does that equate to in standup? And I equated it to someone's opening joke, particularly on a TV show. When a comic gets a shot, a TV shot, we call it, that can be a game changer if they do really well. And so the first thing they have to do is come out to this audience of potentially millions of people who have never heard of them and win them over with the first joke, establish their persona, set the tone, right? And, and you watch these, sometimes the first joke murders, other times it, it sets a tone. And by the third or fourth joke, people are bought in. And by the end of five minutes, it's like they're new best friends. Like that's, that's the goal. And so that's what we want to do with a sales hook. And so um, I'll tell you the joke formula. I'll give you an example of that. And then I'll show you how I changed it to uh, a, a sales hook formula that anybody can use. And these are great. Everybody should have this in their bios, in their, um, uh, you know, on their, as their YouTube trailers. Um, anytime you want somebody to download a, a freebie, this is the perfect formula. So the joke formula goes like this, identity, struggle, discovery, surprise. Those are the, that's the four part formula. Okay. So identity, who are you struggle? What's, what's going wrong? Cause that's funny. Uh, what did you discover about what's going wrong? Uh, that, you know, brought it to the next level. And then what is the surprise? So one of my favorite examples of this joke is a great comedian named, um, Karen Rontowski, her first Letterman shot back when Letterman was a Big deal. If you had a great Letterman shot, like Ray Romano ended up doing Everybody Loves Raymond because he did so good on Letterman, right? That's how big it can be. And so uh, her joke, her opening joke was, my kids were so bad in Walmart today that I pulled the fly swatter off the shelf and I smacked them with it. And the second the fly swatter hit their ass, I realized I don't have kids. <laughs> it's hilarious right i mean what is that 15 seconds and we know exactly who this woman is now right we've bonded over several things annoying kids at walmart uh wanting to beat our own kids sometimes when they're just acting crazy and then here's this woman now but she's like beating strange kids you know <laughs> it's wrong but it's funny we can relate to it and it breaks down a lot of walls and we share this bonding moment with karen and now we're in for the ride okay so that's the example of the joke for me and now that you've heard it if you remember it you'll start to see it all the time watch a comic when they come out uh on the show and pay attention to their opening joke okay so for us how do we use it now what's the part we change well identity is important we got to say who we are struggles the key here and this is uh the advantage we have as small business owners over big corporations is that we can be honest and raw and share a struggle because most of us are in business to help people solve problems we've solved for ourselves that's what makes us experts right so we want to share a struggle um discovery what did we discover during the struggle that made the breakthrough to get us to the other side and then the last part though we don't want to surprise people we're not there to trick them into a reaction we want to prove to them that it's safe to take the next step with us so i changed that last part surprise to discover um to result right what is the result of the discovery and that's the simple formula that we can use all throughout copy and so um 
mine you actually read at the top of the show, right? It, it, how I condense it is, hey, I'm Kevin Rogers. I'm a former dead broke stand-up comedian um, uh, who, when I discovered um, copywriting, um, started using joke formulas from my days as a comedian and turning them into sales hook formulas and teaching entrepreneurs how to use them to grow their business. Since then, I now get paid more in a month to help businesses grow than I used to in an entire year as a comedian. If you'd like to discover this simple 60-second sales hook that you can use anywhere in your marketing, click the button below and I'll see you on the next page. Tells the whole story, right? Now, in my case, um, and, and the cool thing about the formula is like you can beef up the parts or shrink them however you want. In my case, all I need to say about struggle it is um, dead broke stand-up comic. Dead broke, you get it. It's like struggling artists, we all know what that is. You get that it's, I probably learned a lot about how to talk to people while doing that, but nobody wants to be dead broke. Then I discovered this other thing and used what I learned being dead broke to make myself and other people a lot of money. So, geez, what is this formula? I'm very curious about seeing what it is. And that's it. It's something we can all apply to, to our marketing pretty easily. I'm curious also when you're looking for copywriters and to bring copywriting into your, into your business, I'm sure you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all in terms of copywriters. So there are different types of copywriters yeah. that you should be kind of considering depending on what your goals are as yeah. an organization. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, it, it, starts what we do in copy chief is we you know when somebody comes into our program say a, a new copywriter um we train them we, we we have them choose what we call a money skill which is a first thing to get really good at right so it might be email might be facebook ads might be like you know uh, advertorials pre-sell pages um landing pages webinars whatever it is and we say just get really good at this first right um, and then go look for people who are looking for specifically that. And then you don't have to worry about knowing how to write everything because you're a strategist as much as you are a writer. You know, it also depends for you as the company. If your marketing plan is fine and your funnels are working great, um, then you just need to plug in a good person. But if you're counting on somebody to be a marketing strategist, obviously you're going to look for somebody with more experience, you know? And so, um, it's really pliable and it, but you know again look start with what you know you need now and ask people to supply samples that are close to that and that should get you there so what's the best way to find the right person and how much technical know-how if any should be looking for because technical people typically can't write well yeah it's great very true and a great question this is where you want to balance again for you um how much do you want to invest in getting them caught up? Right. They, they have to be comfortable with tech speak. You, you know, um, if, if they, if they live in the woods, <laughs> it's probably I'm an outdoorsman. That's my life. It's like, you know, um, so, you know, we want somebody who's comfortable with tech, but again, doesn't maybe doesn't have the curse of knowledge and you're right. Super technical people. There are some very good B2B technical copywriters. It, it is a smaller group because like that person said, it, it, they don't often cross over, but they're out there. So you just have to advertise for that. And, but I, I here's one thing I'll say, and, and you and I fixed this, Alex, with your request, 
don't make your requirements so high that you're looking for a unicorn, right? In your case, originally you were preferring a bachelor's degree in English. And I said, we just cut out 80% of the market and more right there. You know what I mean? And, and so we amended that. And my guess is your copywriter doesn't have that. And you, at this point, you don't care whether they do or not. Right. Um, so um, that's what I would say is particularly in tech. It's like, yeah, make sure they're comfortable and spend some time in the world already for pleasure, have an interest in it, but don't make it a requirement or you're going to really be, you know, fishing in an ocean there. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.